Welcome to the Illuminate Business Advisors podcast. Our mission is to help businesses improve productivity by changing the way they hire, train, and build teams. If you are a business owner or team leader, you are in the right place. If you aren't subscribed to our podcast, please do so at iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Thank you for being here, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, and welcome to the podcast today. This is Richard. I'm here with Greg from IBA. And today we're gonna talk about training or more effective training and some of the challenges that organizations can run into. And I wanted to have Greg on the podcast. He's a partner at IBA. But Greg has a, a different experience with training people. He's worked with Fortune 500 company and, and other different size companies in their training program. So Greg, can you tell us a little bit about some of your experience with training, first of all, and we'll get into some of the challenges, but what, what, what have you been involved in training new employees for companies? Okay, well, I, from my early years in manufacturing, I was involved in training new hire employees, uh, bringing them into the company to do certain tasks and roles and jobs. And I, I soon learned that I I enjoy working with people and I love to transfer knowledge. So I've got heavily involved in doing everything from classroom training to one-on-one training to leadership training, helping people more effectively manage their people and things of that nature. So I've been in training for well over 30 years, probably. Okay. You've probably seen some some very good and effective training programs, and you've probably seen maybe effective programs that didn't work out where there were some challenges. What are, what are some things that you've seen, either challenges or examples of training that didn't go the way it was intended? Yeah, I, you know, Richard, a lot of things can go awry when you're trying to train people, even with a well-defined process. So we had a well-defined process that we used over and over again, and most of the time they were successful. But occasionally I've seen people not be able to absorb the knowledge to the level which we wanted them to. They couldn't pass the test. They couldn't gain the knowledge or the expertise within the allotted time. And we had to look into those situations and find out what was going wrong. And there can be multiple reasons for that occurring. Sometimes and often I have found out when it's a problem with someone that we've checked before we hired and we checked their cognition and they're, they're smart enough to do the job. They're the, they seem to be the right person for the job. But when you get them into the role and they're a trainee and you're trying to learn the job, they have difficulty. So a lot of times I have found it's been the trainer and the approach that the trainer took to transfer the knowledge to the trainee is where, where we had problems and we had to remedy that. So you could have an ineffective trainer, correct? You may have seen people before that maybe weren't that good at the job, but let's say this person is deemed effective. They have the right knowledge and the right skill sets. Tell me a little bit more about what you mean by they weren't training effectively. They weren't able to transfer the knowledge that they had. One example I can think of was three very strong candidates. We hired them, very promising, they even had prior experience in the same kind of a role. We put them in a classroom training, and within the first week of the classroom training, with a very knowledgeable and effective trainer, he, was, he had trained other people, did a great job, but within that first week, the three new hires were in my office thinking that, hey, we don't think we can do this job. We may have to go somewhere else. And so as I started looking into that situation, I found that 
it was the knowledge transfer approach of the trainer that caused them to have all their consternation and confusion and start to doubt themselves whether they were able to do the job uh, themselves. It was the approach of the trainer. It wasn't that they didn't, they were not capable. So Greg, would you, is this a fair statement that most training programs, especially with large companies or well-established companies, you fit the trainee into the program? So in other words, you've got a specific way you do it. So if you're gonna train one or a hundred people, there's a specific approach, a specific process and structure and then the, the trainees go into that, they get plugged into that. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And beyond that, think of it this way, also the when you provide a trainer to deliver that content in within that system, they have a preferred approach that the way they would, would like to be trained, and they're gonna train people in the manner with which they would like to be trained, not the way which would be best for the, the learner. So this is very interesting because different people in your experience, I'm sure you found, and I found this, learn in different ways. Absolutely, right? Some yes. people are hands-on, they need to get out in the field, some people need to see the data, some people like charts, some people like summaries and bullet points. Would you agree that, that that's one of the challenges is that people process information and learn differently, yet many training programs are a one-size-fits-all. Yeah, that's exactly correct. Okay, so what could be the challenge with that, Greg? <clears throat> like going back to your example where you got these three qualified candidates and somebody who's been a successful trainer, what, what's the challenge? Well, the challenge is if, if I as a candidate need information in a different manner than you, Richard, the trainer, are providing it for me, I'm going to struggle to absorb it in the manner you're giving it to me. And... I will not measure up to your expectations. And on your side of the equation, you're thinking, I've given you all this information. I don't know what's wrong with this yeah. person. He cannot learn because you think you're delivering the content to me. And for me, from my side, I, I cannot absorb it in the manner you're giving it to me. I got you. So, so I will be deficient. Yeah, let's dig into that. I think this is, we're going to need to give a little more facts and detail on this. But at the essence or at the heart of what we do at IBA is we use conation, which is helping people understand their instinctive strengths and helping them understand their employees' instinctive strengths. So in other words, how they take action, That's right. how they learn, how they problem solve, right? So in this example that you used and in your decades of experience, you weren't using, you weren't measuring conation, correct? No, that's correct. Okay, and it's a tool that it's been around for a while. It's just not as well known as some other assessments and, and other parts of the mind. But tell me how understanding and using conation might have changed this training scenario. So you've got the effective trainer, you've got the three people that you hired that were deemed highly successful. Tell me about how understanding their conation and, and first of all, how we measure conation, then how you might have used that in that example, if you could go back in time. Okay, right. So conation, we measure the conation with the Colby A assessment. Colby A will tell us how each individual takes instinctive action. And one of those action modes within Colby is the fact finder. And fact finder is the, speaks to the way people gather and share information. So for instance, and you know this because you and I indicate different in the fact finder arena. Richard is long on fact finder. Richard is very detail oriented. and needs to have a lot of details and specifics as he approaches a problem or takes action. Myself, I'm 
more of the summary. Give me the simple information, the basic information. Give me the executive oversight, and I'm ready to go with that. So on a scale of one to 10 in the fact finder mode, I'm a seven, you're a. And I'm a three. Yeah. And so that's a big difference in the world of the Colby assessment. That's not like a three degrees versus 70 degrees. It's more like 30 degrees versus 70 degrees outside. Right? That's correct. That's vastly yeah. It's more like a magnitude 10. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a gap there. So in other words, I'm going to need more details and more information, more facts to when I'm problem solving, right? When I'm taking action or when I'm learning something new, whereas you're going to need more high level summary, maybe bullet points. Give me, give me some summary. Yeah. Give me some summary information. Let me go away and process that and maybe go to the field and try to do it and learn with hands-on approach. But I, I, I can be overwhelmed very rapidly with too much information and details. Gotcha. Matter of fact, you're, you would continue to pour information into me and I would have checked out long before you exhausted yourself giving me details, right? Sure. And that's what we found as I look back at the situation. That's exactly what was happening with these employees. The person that was delivering the content was felt they were doing a great job by pouring their 20 years of experience into the heads of the new hire employees that were trying to absorb it, and they just could not keep up. Too much information, too much detail without opportunity to go in and process that. So with the insight of, of Colby, with the instinctive ability, if we had known these things, we could have educated the trainer to say, look, these people prefer to take just a little bit of information, the summary information, a brief little bit of information, take it out to the field, process that, and then come back and get information, more information when they were ready for it. But instead, I think he was he was unloading all the information he could possibly unload on them in one sitting, and they, they were just simply on on overwhelm or had a lot of cognitive stress trying to uh, stay up with him and the information he was giving them. Yeah, and Greg, we've measured this with companies, so we, we've actually done this. This is a hypothetical example because we can't go back in a time machine, and, and you didn't measure and remedy that. No, that's right. We so did. we're just guessing, but it's very common in your experience for this to happen, is it not, for people that are leaders and their employees to have different cognitive strengths. Oh, absolutely, so, yes. Yeah, so we just talked about fact finder today, but there's three other modes that we won't get into today. But just understanding this about the facts, that could change the dynamic, change the way that they're training, not the material that they're training, but the way it's presented. The way it's correct? presented, absolutely. Okay. So, so walk us through then, if this company was to hire you, to go back in time and hire young Greg, however old, 30 years old or 20 years old, however old you were, what would you have done knowing what you know now? How would you integrate conation in that? What's the process that we use when we help people train more effectively? Okay, well, the process we would, we would use, first of all, we would need to understand the conation of the trainer, the person who's going to be working with the new hire employee. Do they even understand themselves and the way they instinctively take action and, and their own conation? So have them do the COBA, educate them on themselves. Next step would be, the new hires that are coming into the company do a Colby A on each one of those individuals and understand their instinctive abilities and then have the trainer that's going to train that individual sit down, review that, and they can discuss it together or they could, they could review the new hire candidates before they arrive on the scene to be trained, but have a, a, an understanding and an insight into how that person is going to absorb information, solve problems, take action, and how they can best approach that 
to hit the target of giving it to them in the manner that they're looking for that information, right? Yeah. And so then they would also get a report, correct? They'd get, they would get a coaching report. So if you were the trainer and I'm the trainee, the report might say something like this. When working with Richard, make sure not to give him too little data. Yeah, don't be prepared to give it, him, don't yeah. highlight it. Be prepared to anticipate a lot of questions yeah. and things so, that nature. So it gives some tips on how I could practice in the real world take this information that I learned about them and apply it in a yeah. training scenario, right? And then what's the benefit? So if we were able to do that, if we're able to train these train people based on their instinctive strengths, the way they process data, the way they learn, the way they problem solve, what's the benefit to the organization once that person enters the role? Well, I think you eliminate barriers that are even unseen that inhibit people's performance ability and so the benefit to the organization is huge in that people automatically or, or kind of with that knowledge in hand now, they can sidestep a lot of problems before they even arise. The, you, as you said in the, in the report, there's countable tips for each one of the people, how they would work with one another to understand each other, to uh, best approach one another, to speak and communicate with each other. And so that's going to eradicate a lot of problems that when people don't understand that about one another, that they're going to encounter. Gotcha. Okay. Thanks for that insight. So um, we have a process, a unique process called the training accelerator that we use. And for more information, where can they go to, to find out about this process? We can uh, illuminate business advisors.com uh, illuminate ba.com is yeah. where our website is. We have a Facebook page. We're also on LinkedIn. You can contact us and get some information about how to learn more about the Colby assessment and how you can use them for your team or for your training. Great, Rick. I appreciate the time today. And thank you to those of you that were on the podcast listening. Thank you for listening to the Illuminate Business Advisors podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can get updated episodes. You can subscribe at iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. If you are already subscribed, please leave us a rating to let us know how we are doing, but only if we've earned a five. If we didn't this time, please check out our episode library for other topics that interest you. You can find more information about our company and services at IlluminateBA.com. Thanks for listening and here's to your success.